season, season, season two. Hello friends, my name is Patrick Little and welcome to A Little History, the show that looks at human history eh, a little differently. I'm an ancient history major and an all-round historical nerd. I love telling stories, talking shit and cracking beers. Join us for Season 2 as we continue on with our mythology apology. Nothing is off limits as we continue our exploration of some of the famous and not-so-famous stories from various mythologies and folklore from around the world. Stories that seek to explain the world around us, warnings against messing with the higher powers, or sometimes for the sheer entertainment. Sometimes I'll have a guest coming in cold, and sometimes it's just you and me. So kick back, drink them if you got them, and join us as we discuss the glorious mess that is our history. With a little shit talking and silly sound effects as well. Ah. I'm sharing my office with a baby. You know what, well, I've already been through, yeah, right, I'll probably just do that. And he kicks you in the wall. That's out of order. I'm no detective, but I think they've actually had us on, yeah? How did we get to a shirt shitting on people? I know, she's probably got a magic vagina or something which keeps you distracted, but fuck, we're copping it over here, Dad. <laughs> it's not doing <laughs> shit for us. <laughs> I'm going to make a little frog do different times. But unfortunately, Gina Davis isn't rocking any of those skills. No. <laughs> and she's, no. she's killed pretty soon. Now, are you looking to shift the cat's allegiance? Go for good grand hand. Put the bags away. We're not going anywhere now. <laughs> you think in one of those 20 heads, you'd have a freaking good idea. <laughs> no. I mean, they've got parties with boxes, people eating semen. This is just a riot. They said I was mad. They said I was mad when I did that. <laughs> but I showed them. Who's mad now? <laughs> now kill him and take his foot. I'm a walking zombie burner. Welcome back, everybody, to a little history podcast, season two of A Mythology Apology. The break is over. We are back. A massive thanks to you guys for joining us today. And uh, for the first episode of season two, we have my brother, one of my favourites, and definitely one of yours, uh, Matthew, back in the saddle. How you going, Matt? <laughs> super, super duper. What an off season. I was <laughs> <laughs> just studying up on my mythology and ancient history. Couldn't help myself. We've been floating around in the void uh, the last couple of months. Yeah. Uh, just waiting for season two. I haven't been doing that. So <laughs> just waiting for stories. Oh, man. Well, you know, we thought we'd start this uh, this first episode of season two with a familiar uh, voice to help ease dear listeners back in. It's been a long, a long, a long break. <laughs> just soothe them to sleep. Yeah, let them know we haven't <laughs> yeah. sold out yet and gone for the uh, gone for the big name celebrities. Not to say that I wouldn't sell out. Are you talking about me moving on? Or... <laughs> oh, I'll take any money. Because <laughs> I will definitely, I'll definitely sell out. If someone else wants me on a podcast instead of this one, I'm on. <laughs> Send the offers. The hand is always out, people. Send the offers to www.kangacuffs.com. <laughs> First plug of the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect segue there, Matt, because uh, let's take this opportunity to tell the listeners about the craze that's taking the ankles of the world by storm. And their boots. It's Kanga Cuffs. <laughs> this, this invention, I tell you what, Pat, it's been a crazy year. We have mm. sold that many that whew, I'd be lucky. I, I hope our listeners are quick on the dial because they want to be. 
because there's not many. And before Christmas, Christmas time's coming. Oof, perfect Oof. gift. Don't take a while on the dial there, guys. Uh, you might miss out. Just get there. Get there. What a stocking stuffer. But yes, uh, check out the website and uh, have some fun, kids. First reminder to everyone to hit the uh, like and follow. Give us a like. Or subscribe button, depending on where you're listening to us today. And uh, please leave a rating. Ooh, five stars, please. It takes fuck all to really do. Uh, it really does help the show. Uh, it helps keep it coming to you. And speaking of coming to you, uh, check out this short ad for a friend of the show and a magnificent podcast in its own right, uh, right Anthology of Heroes. Hello, my name's Elliot and I run the Anthology of Heroes podcast. Each episode of the show follows the life of a hero from one country of the world but rather than the stuffy old politicians or tired stories you read about in school, I'll be sharing the forgotten stories of rebels, slaves, heretics, and outcasts, men and women who went against the tide of history regardless of the consequences. If this sounds like your kind of thing, check us out on Instagram and, of course, all major podcasting platforms. The name again is Anthology of Heroes Podcast, and we hope to see you there. Uh, the link for Elliot's show, Anthology of Heroes, uh, is in the episode's description if you want to check it out. Uh, it is really, really awesome. So please do check it out and uh, have a bit of fun with that. And that's a little history podcast recommendation. And without further ado, let us begin with our first story of season two. And I made a rhyme and I didn't even realise that one. Uh, the story <laughs> of Zahak the Demon King. Zahak the Demon King. Ooh, that is spicy. <laughs> okay, straight into demons. Yeah, I know you're a little partial to demons. <laughs> you do like them. <laughs> you somehow, yeah, I always get running into them. They always do. Yeah, they're pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting. Well, they're out and about in these stories. They're out and about. <laughs> what origin is this mythology coming from? This story of Zahak is one that appears in uh, the Iranian or like slash Persian epic known as the uh, Shahnameh. The Shahnameh. Or Book of Kings, uh, composed by a bloke named uh, Abul Qasim uh, Ferdosi, which I'll just refer to as Ferdosi uh, for the rest of this uh, story. Uh, composed between the years 980 and about 1010 CE. Now, Ferdosi is a pretty important figure in uh, Iranian culture for the uh, for the Shahnameh, and is considered to be pretty much like his masterpiece. It took him like you know uh, 30 odd years to do. Um, you hope it's pretty good. <laughs> Did he, was it his self-named masterpiece? <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> 30 years on this earth and I can't say anything I've done as a masterpiece. <laughs> it is a pretty massive story uh, in his, his defence. It's like, yeah. I think it's something like ten or 20,000 lines of poetry. Try more like 55,000 verses, you mug. Pat, just because it's long doesn't mean it's good, all right? You reckon people just went halfway through it and were like, okay, it's good, whatever. <laughs> we get it, mate. It's we're big. not doing it. <laughs> You've seen Kingdom of Heaven, have you? That's pushing, that's pushing three hours and that ain't good. <laughs> I heard there's a long-lost director's cut, which is even longer and supposedly pretty good. <laughs> Rewatch. Oh, wow. Was that Ridley Scott? Ridley. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's probably got aliens coming out because that's all he does now. It's remakes of his previous movies and puts alien eggs in them. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Defend Jerusalem from facehuggers. Like, what? What's yeah. Going on? <laughs> yeah. And Sigourney Weaver is doing it as well. You're like, what? Sigourney's back. Oh, powerful women. Look at that. Didn't take us long and we're already talking about powerful women. Last year it was Gina Davis. 
and Anne Hesh, and now it's oh, Sigourney. Yep. And back to the story. Yeah. So, so the book, uh, the 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 Shahnameh or the the Book of Kings, is actually the biggest uh, epic poem of its uh, of, of 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 all epic poems. It out it outclasses, uh, you know, the Iliad, the Odyssey, um, you know, the Epic of Gilgamesh. It is the biggest. But like you said, size doesn't really uh, doesn't really do a lot sometimes in this case you know i'm not going to go the whole story because it's fucking massive uh but this one nestles somewhere in between that so it's very cool uh now the book of kings uh as you might assume from the title is an account of all the kings of and a general foundation story of uh mythical ancient persia like modern day iran so like settle in all you (laughs) like jake gyllenhaal fans or not because uh it's got nothing to do with uh the prince of persia ip it's just like it's a, a mythical and historical thing. <laughs> Is that where you're going with that? <laughs> oh, no, it's a reach. I was like, oh yeah, he was in that movie. Yep. <laughs> the a pretty white guy being a prince of a of, of ancient Persia. Everyone just has English accents. I love how they do those movies. <laughs> you're like, what? Your Ben Kingsley awesome. is always the call up for that as well. Like, we need you to play like some Arabic old dude. He's like, I'm fucking British. Like. What? Like very, very British. <laughs> Done. <laughs> like, like, just play the role, Gandhi. <laughs> yeah. Like just do it. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, so the area of the world this epic mainly focuses on is like modern day Iran, uh, Azerbaijan, Afghanistan. Like this whole area is part of like the once famous Achaemenid uh, Persian Empire. So like the Persian Empire from the yeah. the, the famous Persian Wars between like uh, Greece, you know, like uh, Salamis, Battle of Marathon, the three hundred. This is Sparta. All that shit. Um, and yeah. also, the You're same very em- topical, Pat, with your stories. I know, right? They've been right. in the news lately, those Ooh. countries. Yeah. Last 20 years. <laughs> 25 years. <laughs> Look going on. Not 40, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also the same guys that got conquered by Alexander the Great, his forces. So, like, this area's partially come under direct Roman control. They can't take a trick, can they? I know, right? <laughs> Romans got at them. Uh, <laughs> wow. And then also, like, the, also, like, the Parthians, <laughs> Sasadians, empires. So, it's, there's a lot of stuff Everyone going on in this area. Wow. Uh, and I mentioned this. It uh, must be a really nice area. It's pretty, uh, well, it must you know. just have really nice resources. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Mm, just a lovely place to be. Where it's at, it was actually pretty lush. There were some good, uh, good solid rivers with like the Indus uh, to the far east. You got the Tigris, uh, the Tigris and Euphrates, and it like sat between the trade networks between like China and India and the Mediterranean world. So like, if you held air, air sway over this area, you'd get some pretty good kush coming your way. So not just a knowledge dump uh, on you because I've got a big old brain over here, uh, but because just this a dump, yeah. Oh well, there's soon to be. Aren't you soon to be a doctor? Doctor I'll be a doctor and a scholar. Why not? Uh, um, <laughs> Why not? Well, we're making everything else up. Exactly. <laughs> as well exactly. Uh, I say all this because this is like the the heritage that Fedosi is like looking to keep alive in his account. Mm-hmm. I say keep alive. It's pretty reaching, uh, some of the stuff he comes up with because you know, you got Alexander the Great, uh, a famous Macedonian dude. Uh, according to Fedosi, he's actually half Iranian. Uh, Alexander's mum, uh, Olympias, was actually went over to Persia, had it off with the king, and the king was like, "Oh, you smell bad. Uh, you better go back to Macedon." <laughs> Was that the actual reason? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty fickle back in the day too because didn't, didn't everybody smell bad? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't like your BO or I don't like your breath, like the smell of your breath or something like that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you better go back to Macedon. Catch your stinky. Yeah. 
It's pretty weird. Uh, it's not relevant to this story, though. It's just uh, something to be um, aware of, I guess. I think it made the story. <laughs> Brush your teeth, people. Chew gum. Oh, just you wait. Zahak hasn't even made any part of it yet. <laughs> just a little bit of extra shading. This whole, this epic is kind of split into three main parts. you got, like, the mythic section. Mythic section. The heroic section. Heroic section. And the historical section. <laughs> historical section. No, oh, no, it's no, like no, it's, no, no, no. How long is this gonna be? <laughs> no epic for you because oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, because the story of Zahak takes place in the mythic portion, so the the, the first section of Fedosi's epic, uh, and it's nestled within the greater list of its leaders, out of its earliest leaders, and uh, and and you know, and the deeds that they did. So the mythic part is packed with like fantastic and terrible dudes performing crazy feats and living for like hundreds or thousands of years. Uh, so be ready for that. That sounds like the part we should do. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's what we're a good doing. One. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, but in order to appreciate and understand uh, the story of today, we need to do a little bit of digging into the past before we take on Zahak. <laughs> You're taking us on a journey. Well, we're all yeah, going jump on, jump on my carpet. Where uh, magic carpet ride? I can show you the world. There okay. we go. Woo. So let's kick off with a little bit of a mythical Persian backstory. Mythical Persian backstory. <laughs> so, now the, the Persian throne uh, was only very young, uh, and uh, times before this had been a bit rough. Like, the dynasty's first ruler, a bloke named uh, Kayumaz. Kayumaz. He had ruled from the mountains, dressed in leopard skins. So, think like, you know, pretty like hunter gatherer sort of shit. Vulemir. Now, I'm thinking 80s rock star. <laughs> 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 leopard skin tights, nice. <laughs> Looking pretty fab. Yeah, his hair's all over the shop. He's loving it. Uh, and yeah. now all, all these people um, and every animal loved Kayumas. Uh, but the only thing that truly brought the king uh, joy was his Except son. Leopards. Yeah. Because <laughs> he skinned them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are like, oh, man, I hate that you're killing me, but I love you. <laughs> you're a cool guy, but ow, I wouldn't mind my skin back. <laughs> And so Kaoma's son, Siamak, Siamak. Uh, by all accounts, he was a splendid kid. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, he uncovers a plot by a demon to rebel against uh, Kaoma, his father's throne. And oh, yeah, there's demons in this story. Of course, there's demons in this story. <laughs> oh, yes, there is. <laughs> you don't want to uncover a demon plot. Oh, They're no. going to get you. And so Siamak, he is unfortunately killed in battle. Ah! by the uh, said demon, uh, and King Kayomas is devastated. Uh, and Siamak, though, unfortunately, uh, is avenged. Was this a one-on-one battle? Oh, well, it was a big, ar- big army, demon armies and, you know, armies of men. But, you know, oh, demon armies are back. Okay. <laughs> <they're> back. <laughs> Terrifying. But unfortunately, like, blokes back in this day, they only had, like, like, leopard skins. There was no armor or, like, you know, proper <laughs> weapons for them. So they were, unfortunately, <laughs> easier to kill. Leopard skin is like the only armor. <laughs> it's slightly stronger than my uh, my skin. It might Great. stop. It might stop the breeze. Yeah, it's got um, spots on it, so it's it's pretty cool. You got more of a target. Which spot do you want to hit? Yeah, you stick out now. Yeah, in the, in the grass. Uh, but the good good thing is for Siamek is that he is avenged in a battle years later by uh, his son. Uh, and also the aging King Kayamaz. They both defeat the demon army uh, and also killing the demon, which was responsible for Siamik's death. So a bit of retribution there. Uh, demons are put Is back Is this in their why place. people have kids? 
Just, just, to, <laughs> just avenge to avenge you. Yeah. <laughs> just to avenge themselves. Them on the so I can be a jackass in life. If someone kills me, my kids will get you. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> That's the idea. That's it. That's it. The so little Evie is ready for battle. <laughs> yeah. She's already done in on the grief. She will have She's some ready. avenging. Yep. She will have some avenging. Yeah. So, so that's that's the kind of world we're talking about uh, in, over this early period of the kingship of Persia. Uh, we hear about like the development of society, things like the discovery of fire, making of clothes, shit like that. Like in each uh, each king or each ruler, uh, they do a little better for the, themselves and their people, and they're generally great guys. And oh yeah, the world isn't like infested with demons, like a lot of demons. Like if you're fielding like an army of demons, um, there's a lot of them around. Uh, <laughs> there's a few go around. Yeah. So this brings us to uh, to uh, Tarmuez. Tarmuez. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I needed that validation. <laughs> like Tarmuez. No, nah, you're right. You're real good. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. This brings us to Tarmuez. Tarmuez. Who was known as the Binder of Demons. So pretty sick name. <laughs> so he brought demons together, right? Eh? <laughs> when you bind somebody, it's pretty forceful. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. They're not too thrilled by it. Uh, but he's a, he's a pretty boss dude. <laughs> uh, and and Tamarez, he has uh, a shit ton of herds and livestock, personal wealth coming out his ass. Uh, and he's also endeavoured to bring wild animals of of the land and sky, uh, and showed his people how to tame them for the purposes of hunting. Vulemer. Not enough hours in the day for this guy. That's I know, everything. right? And he's a Fedosi quote. He's a he's a he's a fan. He goes. He brought uh, out the hidden virtues of things, and the world was astonished at his innovations. So, yeah, Fedosi's a fan. Uh, he likes to talk him up. Ah, Tamarez, what a great guy! And oh, he's also uh, super pious uh, and messed up a lot of demons in the area. <laughs> super pious. Yeah, he <laughs> always want to be super pious. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's all I'm aiming for. Yep. Uh, and he, he, he even bound the demon Ahriman, Ahriman. who's like a pretty boss demon, uh, bound him with spells and rode him all over the world, uh, pretty much so he could like use him as his personal oh, ride gosh. so that ta- uh, Tamarez could like survey his realm. Uh, also being like pretty... He's verging on, yeah, he's verging on being too good, you know, well, doing everything. Everyone, he must rub people the wrong way, I reckon. <laughs> It's like, oh fuck, he's doing it again. At least with uh, Araman and his crew, like pretty disrespectful to demons. Uh, but hey, they're demons, so you know, fuck them. Like, <laughs> demons are demons. <laughs> they're gonna fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna fuck you. Yeah, and unfortunately, so, uh, get early. yeah, the rest of the demon community wasn't uh, super impressed uh, by uh, by these acts of uh, of Tamarez. and uh, they gathered together into a massive army to overthrow <laughs> oh, wow, the king. There's a, de- a demon community. <laughs> Go to church on Sundays. <laughs> Go to big jumpers' houses, community response teams, the demon community. God, you got newspapers and Na- everything. Neighborhood and parties once a month. Great. Yep. 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 City uh, council. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Demon Community. It's a hell of a good time. New developments releasing soon. So uh, yeah, this uh, this demon community's got a massive army going, and they want to take on uh, Tamarez. But uh, didn't go too well for the demon army, though, uh, unfortunately, because Tamarez goes down there uh, where the demon army is at and subdues two thirds of them uh, with spells and uh, beats the other third up with a heavy base that he has, uh, chaining them all up as prisoners. <laughs> he is a rock star. Heavy yeah. base, <laughs> heavy base, and the leopard skins. What's going on? It's, um, <laughs> There's the some is, ballad. The some eighties ballad he got going. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we can't get rid of that image now. Here we are. But, uh, you know, so, noise marine. Yeah, so the demons are all his prisoners and they're like, ah, oh, fuck, mate. You're way more powerful than we thought. Uh, please don't kill us and uh, we'll teach you something new that uh, will be highly profitable. Oh, hello. Yeah. He's like, oh, I get to learn to do something else to annoy everyone? Yeah, cool. <laughs> Sweet. One thing I don't know. Yeah, you'd think Tamarez would be like, uh, mate, just off these demons and get rid of them because they're demons. Uh, uh, Curiosity, Pat. Curiosity. Exactly. He swayed to spare their lives on on the condition that they uh, revealed to him their secrets uh, and that once the chains were off them, uh, they wouldn't renege on the deal. So don't do demon shit. Would that work nowadays, you reckon? If a killer had you and you went, don't kill me, I'll teach you something you don't know. You reckon he'd be like, hmm, maybe, second guessing. I do like knowledge. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't, I don't know how to juggle. Hopefully it's juggling. I love to learn. <laughs> All right, you got to release me first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's pretty good, though, because the demons are pretty honourable, uh, in this regard at least, uh, and, they, <laughs> and they hold to Tamarez's bargain. Honourable demons. Yeah, there are some of us. Uh, and they yeah. teach. They teach. Do these uh, demons have any names? <laughs> no. Uh, any cool well, names? Or? A couple do uh, later on. They're all like just demon uh, cronies. Like they're just like henchmen. Okay. Henchmen. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, that's probably okay. like that's probably okay. like demonist. Like racist against demons. All oh, demons have names. They're like no. It's just like <laughs> there's a bunch of demons at the moment. <laughs> well, if there are that, they're definitely listening to this podcast. Well, as well. yeah, they're shaking so, their fists. You will see them on the chat. They're jumping on the Reddit straight away. <laughs> <laughs> they're on to you, mate. They're gonna get you shut down. Um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, these demons—they're they're pretty alright. And uh, they teach Tamarez how to read and write, showing him how the letters are formed and then pronounced. So like, yeah. Oh, so he didn't know how to do that. He no. oh, I know how to do that. I'm better than this guy. Oh, you know how to tame animals of the land and sky and make them do your hunting? Uh, maybe. Oh, I can read and write. Don't know much. You write them a letter oh, yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, exactly. yeah. So anyway, they taught uh, Tamarez uh, thirty types of script at the Demon Reading and Writing Academy, uh, such as the Western uh, Persian and Arabic ways of writing, as well as Sogdian Chinese, uh, Pahlavi, or oh, Pahlavi. Sorry. Uh, so like mainly the languages uh, that would have been spoken in that area of the world at that time or around that time, like geography and so trade. For that, they taught him thirty. Yeah, 30 types of language. That's going to take him forever. That's going to take him yeah. so long. I would have taken death. Oh, mate. <laughs> In that scenario we are talking about, serial killer offered you, teach me these languages about, mate. That's not going to happen. Oh, do you want to die <laughs> or do you want to learn mind. a new language? I'm like, aren't they the same thing? No. <laughs> Love languages. Yeah, They're so I've got 40 hard. years to teach you English. Oh, God. There's no chance. <laughs> Where's the news? No hope for you, mate. Uh, but, uh, well, <laughs> and for uh, Tamarez, he's pretty happy with that. He's pretty chuffed. He wants to learn. Uh, and for 30 years after that, uh, Tamarez, he, he did all this, learned all the languages. He ruled pretty well and then dies peacefully. A peaceful death. So, Tamarez, oh, so that's he, him. he did pretty that's well. Yeah. Tamarez is out, but he, he did well. Uh, and he was succeeded by his son, Jamshid. Jamshid. So... He was uh, pretty bo- by the south. No. <laughs> pretty pretty baller as a king. No. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's what was that? <laughs> the south secedes. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was, no, it was wow. Missed yeah. the mark. Oh, put a little, put some crickets there, Pat. No, no, no. No crickets for you, mate. That was terrible. No, man. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and a Ferdosi quote for uh, for Jamshid, he goes, he sat on his father's throne wearing a golden crown according to royal custom. The imperial far, far. which I'll get into, was his. The world submitted to him. 
quarrels were laid to rest and all demons, birds and fairies obeyed Jamshid's commands. The royal throne shone with his luster and the wealth of the world increased. So when I talk about far, when this story talks about far, it's kind of like a, um, it's, it's, it's an abstract sort of thing. It's more like, you know, power, wisdom, glory, but mainly kind of like divine right. Like only kings and rulers have far and that's like their, uh, their right to rule. So if you've got far, F-A-R-R, you're in, like, you can stay in the job. So Jamshid's like shitting out far. He's got ton of. Uh, so think like uh, loosely. If you're thinking like karma or even like chi, like you, you're somewhere in that ballpark of being like you. Just, if you're a good guy, and that chutzpah, bit of chutzpah, sure works as well, doesn't it? Isn't it like? He's <laughs> not like spunk. Like chutzpah. You, you get some spunk. <laughs> bit of spunk. Bit of moxie. Bit of moxie to get you through. Yeah, he's 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 he's, well, he's not soft. He's prickly. He's ready to go. Uh, and he picks up where his dad left <laughs> off, and he spent the next 700 years or so improving his kingdom. So Jabshid focused Learning on languages. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's got all the language. He's got that. Hang on and stuff. Yeah. He focused <laughs> on, the, on the military, uh, making weapons, armor, and form specialized units and stuff like that. The, all the stuff you'd associate with like a professional army and shit like that. Uh, but he wasn't just a warmonger either because he did things like uh, also things to re- uh, that are required to grow a civilization. He brought about peace, justice, sanitization, health, and fostered the arts. So he's just doing all that stuff, and people are pretty happy. Work ethics of these kings these days, huh? I know, right? Yes. Shit. Rulers today, take note. Yeah, exactly. And with that, joy and prosperity was felt by all. These good times continued for another, uh, th- oh, sorry, continued for 300 years. So I think this is part of the 700 years that he uh, that he ruled in total. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamsid has a crazy jewel-encrusted throne uh, constructed, which he then has lifted uh, up to the heavens by demons uh, so he can ha- have a look at the view below. I reckon you've earned that by that stage. <laughs> yeah. See, they're still, as we said, he's a hard-working king, but he's still got a little, sp- he, he knows, he, he deserves that uh, jewel-encrusted throne. He's like, no, I own this, guys. It's like, oh, I could feed some people with this, but nah, 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 nah. Just take a little bit mine. for him. Yeah, he's taking his piece as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so things are going pretty well. But uh, now we take a little bit of a turn. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. He was so happy, Pat. Well, it was I know. how things should be. Kingdoms are good. Well, yep. Uh, Demons helping out. It seems like Jamshid's Demons various teach successes. Languages, I know, right? Demon Academy. Uh, Jamshid's various <laughs> successes uh, had led the great king to pride and arrogance. And uh, we all know oh, that doesn't bode well for one of these sorts of stories, does it? Like, whew. just just think season two of this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the host has got a big head now. Uh, pride cometh before the fall, and it's going to be a big fall. Uh, <laughs> and one day, Jamshid summoned his commanders and uh, and aged advisors, and he says, "Here's another Fedosi quote: uh, I know of no one in the world who is my equal. It was I who introduced the skills of arts and living to mankind, and the royal throne has seen none or no one to compare with me." I arrange the world as I wished, for your food and sleep and security come from me, as do your clothes and all your comforts. Greatness, royalty, and the crown are mine. Who would dare say that any man but I was king? So, yeah, you go, pretty big fucking unnecessary power statement there by uh, by Jamshid. Ha ha ha! I'm a dick. But is he wrong? 
No. From what you've said? No. He's, well, okay. The only thing, it like it is bad. The only thing I would say is that he's like, oh, I introduced the skills and arts of living. I'm like, yeah, they were doing all right before you, mate. Like, Tamarez, he, he brought some shit coming in. Reading and writing. Like, people weren't savages before Jam Shit rocked up. But pretty unnecessary uh, boast. And everyone at this party's like, oh, fuck. Oh, mate, why'd you go ahead and say that? But they all, everyone in attendance, they bow their heads. Because, of course, they would write. Like, you got Jam Shit there just talking. He's working 20-hour days, but He's probably going a little, he needs some sleep. He needs to chill out. Probably asking him to speak up because he's up in the heavens on his jewel-encrusted throne. Like, what was that, Jam Shit? Yeah. Down here, bud. <laughs> I'll tell you what's up. Yeah. I'll tell you what's fucking up, guys. Me, I'm the fucking Yeah, mate. Uh, Me, I'm fucking trending up. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, by making this kind of proclamation, uh, Jamshid lost his far. Oh. Causing, uh, you know, because he was oh. being a dick. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Don't talk shit, mate. See you, buddy. And so through the world, men's murmurings of sedition grew. Jamshid's a wanker. And so basically, yeah, with Jamshid talking shit in public, uh, he lost his far. Ah. And now, uh, you know, they, they kind of his days are darkened and, uh, and, and, and marked now the decline of his fortune or the gradual decline of his fortune. Is he just a dumbass now making bad uh, investments? <laughs> well, he's still, uh. he's still up himself. He's still like, he doesn't realise that Time he lost his far. Yeah, he doesn't realise that he's fucked. He's like, oh wait, I'm just still, uh, okay. I'm still yeah. jam shit. But like everyone's like, nah, you're just shit, mate. Like we're coming for you. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, nice. And so with this, uh, this backstory out of the way, we can get to the meat of this episode. Ooh. So that was the backstory. That was oh, the backstory. It's gonna be an epic. <laughs> Seatbelt on, guys. <laughs> so we leave Jam Shid and his failing fortunes for the moment and head south. And here we find Murdas. Murdas. Who is the king in the land of the Arabs. Is he evil? Murdas. That's a Oh, Murdas. M-E-R-D-A-S. Murdas. Okay, that's not a spicy, but it's still good. Uh, He's not evil. He's actually considered to be a pretty good king uh, and a man abundant in generosity and justice. So, uh, you know, he wasn't binding demons and sitting on jewel-encrusted thrones hoisted, uh, hoisted up to the sky by said demons. Uh, only a matter of time, Pat. Well, it's well, only a matter of time. You start getting a little bit too ahead of yourself. Yeah, he's doing all right for himself and his people. Uh, and Fedosi's pretty keen on him as, uh, as he quotes, each of the herds he had entrusted to his shepherds numbered a thousand, whether of cows, of Arab horses, or goats, or milk-giving sheep. He freely gave milk to anyone who needed it. So, like, mate, yeah, Murdas. You can get milk from sheep. Yeah, you can milk. You can get sheep's milk. (laughs) I didn't know that. Uh, Yeah, you can. That sounds like a farmer's joke. Oh, yeah, you can milk that sheep, mate. (laughs) Yeah, it's got like goats. Go ahead. Like goats and that. And you you get booted in the head. You wouldn't want to drink it. I know know you can get it from goats. Everyone's all about the cows, but uh, yeah, you can get it from there. You wouldn't drink it from goats? Uh, Yeah, I've had goat's milk soap. Not eaten, obviously, but I've had had soap made out of goat's milk. (laughs) I don't know if that was so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, didn't eat it. Yeah, you did. Times are tough, guys. I definitely didn't eat the soap. Yeah, right, Pat. <laughs> You'll have a disclaimer at the start of the show. Uh, Pat <laughs> did not eat the soap, guys. <laughs> well, I've had almond. I've had almond milk, Pat. So I can't imagine. I don't know how you get milk it's from a them. Slip, slippery slope, then. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'll you take. I'll take soap over almond milk. And back to the story. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So basically, uh, Murdas's herds uh, all have a ton of livestock in them, and he's happy to dish it out to the people. Uh, so everyone loves him. 
Uh, and so Murdas, yeah, he has himself a son. A lot of milk going around there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of milk. A lot <laughs> of everyone's milk. just drinking milk. <laughs> be pretty hot for milk, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, have the milk, guys. Have the, have the milk. <laughs> right there. Oh, God. Milk was milk was a bad choice. <laughs> it is going to be it's, 50 degrees in the desert. Over there. Well, it's pretty hot gross. in Arabia. Yeah. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that whole um, section. Yeah. Now, uh, Murdas has himself a son. <laughs> a son which he names Zahak. Zahak. Zahak, our man. Exactly. He was the title, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Yep. Zahak. Now, so far as this story has popped out a cluster of pretty good rulers, uh, uh, but for Sahak, it's it's a little different. I We're mean, getting our first bad one. <laughs> in this case, the rolling of the uh, genetic dice for having a good bloke uh, for a son, uh, the apple fell pretty far from the tree, unfortunately. <laughs> well, if anyone knows our father, <laughs> we, we definitely attest uh, to that. Different field. <laughs> Kids are rapbacks. We got a little Joffrey Baratheon <laughs> on our hands, so uh, there's a bit of fun. A bit of fun for everyone. Um, now, Zahak was an ambitious youth. Turbulent in his moods and generally of an evil disposition. <laughs> I don't know how you, don't know how you measure that early on. Is that a report card That's from primary school? <laughs> Parents are like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> this kid's a psycho. He's ambitious. No pizza tonight, son. He swings around yeah. and fuck me, he's evil. He likes to do evil shit. He's, he's ambitious and pure evil. <laughs> he wants to be the most evil person ever. Oh, uh, great. Yep. So uh, he was known by everyone as Bivarusp, uh, which was a, uh, a, a, a Pallavi word, uh, which meant 10,000 horses. And uh, now that doesn't sound like too bad a name. You know, your nickname is 10,000 horses. <laughs> is that the evil number for horses? Once it gets that many, it's like, nah, they're evil. Nah, they're <laughs> That's evil. too many horses. That's a switch. I guess, yeah. Now, the famously many. wicked, cruel Roman Emperor Caligula, he got his name uh, when he was a kid, like wandering around his dad's. Uh, his dad, oh, Germanicus, I remember Caligula. He was the old sex pest and tortured everyone and yeah, yeah he didn't give a shit bad. like he wandered he wandered around his dad's army camp wearing like army garb as like a young kid and all the soldiers would be like oh what's up with their little boots which is kind of like roughly translates yeah. to what caligula means so either is like affectionately or mockingly probably mockingly afterwards mm. it turned out to be a douche but like, and then he got them all yep. yeah yeah so but <laughs> he would have murdered everybody Exactly. But uh, Bivarashp, as the uh, or 10,000 horses, refers to the fact that Zahak possessed 10,000 Arab horses, each with a golden bridle. Uh, and this kid spent all his days riding them, uh, not into battle, which would have been fine in the eyes of the people, uh, but pretty much just riding around to show and demonstrate just how rich he was. So he's like, check me out. <laughs> 10,000 horses. <laughs> Different one every day. What a mad dog. Oh, fuck. He would have died before getting through all of them. Just a Thanks sweet horse always. going around. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Uh, now, I've got to award a little bit of blame to Murdas uh, for Zahak's maybe disposition towards evil. Um, or just generally being a bit of a dick. I mean, if, if you give your kid 10,000 horses decked out with gold, he's probably going to act up a bit. Um you know, mm. he's already got a well, pre- you know. he's already got a predisposition towards evil. Remember, so like, what are you doing? Don't- <laughs> well, well, we weren't spoiled, and we still turned out like this, Pat. So well, <laughs> it can go either way. <laughs> it can go either way. Yeah, I suppose that's right. Maybe if I got ten thousand horses, I wouldn't be a dish. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you'd find that heart of gold. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I would have been a little angel. Yeah. That's all I want, Pat. In this whole world, just ten thousand horses. I'll be, forget- I'll be fine. Everybody, don't I'll forget the golden bridles. Don't forget them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so That's anyway, anyway, this sort of What's behavior. That on the Simpsons? Sorry, the guy. Sorry, the itchy and scratchy guy. Well, I'm, I don't need money. 
Everybody wants to sell the itch and scratchy rights. He's like, I don't need money. All I need is my golden house, my rocket car, and I'll be fine. God. <laughs> He's great. Not interested. Sorry, I hope you guys are Simpsons watchers or have seen it before because that wouldn't make sense. If they're not, they are, and they will be. So anyway, uh, this sort of behavior continues into Zahak's adulthood, believe it or not. Uh, he shows off and generally... <laughs> so you mean the rich kid turns out to be a rich prick when he's a bit older? Okay. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't have that Doesn't have that, that, that classic, you know, turning moment where he tends to be a good bloke. Uh, he basically, he's showing off, uh, generally just being a dick to his people and just being in stark contrast to his father. So one day before dawn, uh, Zahak is visited by Eblis. Eblis. Or Iblis. Uh, name's different. It's like E-B-L-I-S or I-B-L-I-S. Uh, we'll call Eblis. Eblis. E- Eblis for this story, yeah. Who happens to be the leader of the demon community. At least in the local area, like the local. Was he voted, you reckon? Well, they do have a community. So was he voted? City council? It's got to be might or... equals right for demons, surely. It can't be like a demon. But they've got a whole community, Pat. We yeah. talked about this. It's just, it's just church, got a group. You know? It's just got a group. Do you reckon he spoke up first? And everyone's like, oh, okay, we'll follow him. <laughs> I'll follow you to death. <laughs> <laughs> I like that chutzpah. Chutzpah, that's good. Chutzpah, yeah. <laughs> chutzpah, there you go. Yeah, so Eblis is effectively like the Satan of uh, of the Quran. <laughs> Uh, pretty much the same as like the Christian style Satan. Like originally a high-ranking angel cast out of heaven, and now he fucks with the world. So anyway, uh, Eblis has arrived before Zahak, uh, though Zahak doesn't know who this demon is because he's arrived in the guise of a friendly well-wisher. I'm a friendly well-wisher. Uh, that's from the text. Uh, a friendly well-wisher is how the demon is <laughs> disguised. And I can't help but imagine like the wolf. I think like the wolf had a little red riding hood when he's dressed up as grandma in the bed. Hello. Hello there, Chad. <laughs> uh, yeah, small ring in the mouth. Yeah. But it's not like that because uh, Eblis is a supernatural being uh, and can change forms and shit like that. But uh, whatever the situation Ooh. is, Zahak is convinced by Eblis's get-up and is charmed by uh, the well-wishing that uh, he welcomes Eblis into his uh, in to have a chat. And uh, <laughs> so it's a sexy blonde, <laughs> some bimbo. And we all got our cruxes. Uh, and Eblis yeah. then yeah. says, "So Zahak." I know we've only just met, but uh, I've got something that I have to say to you first. But you have to promise that you won't tell a soul. <laughs> the king's like, uh, okay, I guess because I promised. <laughs> Jesus. For the person I just met. So Hark's like, all right, friendly well-wisher. Uh, you're right. <laughs> we have only Random, just, yeah. we, have, we have only just met. But there's something I like about you, and uh, you just seem right. I'm attracted to you, so I'm going to do anything you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he goes, of course, I will tell no one anything I hear from you. I love you. And then Eblis <laughs> says to Zahak, this is a Fedosi quote, uh, listen to my advice, guy who you've literally just met. Uh, no one but you should be in charge here. With a son like you, why should an old, worn-out father go on ruling for so long? Take his place. You're the best person fitted for this position. If you listen to my advice, you will be the ruler of the world. So, like, no beating around the bush there from Eblis. Uh, he's coming. Uh, yep, come like kill your dad. Take his place. Uh, sounds right up to Hark's alley, you know. He has heard everything he's been thinking. He's like, yes, I agree. Like, everything <laughs> I, I want, and it's a hot blonde telling me that. Oh, my God, yes. 
that old fuck can get bent. <laughs> We're making too much money in this country. <laughs> oh, it's like uh, like the actress out of um, what was that Brendan Fraser movie with the the devil, Bedazzle or something like that. Oh, Bedazzled, yeah. Oh, Liz Hurley, bad. Oh, Liz Hurley, there she is. Not blonde, <laughs> oh, but we'll take her. Yeah, yeah. We'll take her. Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, Liz Hurley, Liz Hurley uh, slash Eblis uh, says all Well, this she's in Persia, Pat, so she probably, has a, she probably has an English accent, as we talked earlier <laughs> in movie thought. So it probably is Liz Hurley. It's probably played all by Liz Brits, Hurley. All Brits in movies are evil anyway, so... <laughs> Listen all yeah, hundred percent. So there we are. Uh, and after hearing the <laughs> yeah, advice yeah. of the friendly well-wisher demon, uh, Zahak, the spoilt brat with an evil disposition, refused Eblis. That's right. Ooh. That's right. He's uh, he's a little dick, but the thought wow. of shedding his father's blood troubled Zahak, and he says, "Quote: This is wrong. Give me different advice. This is not something I can do." So you're like. Yeah, some good oh, in everyone. Bros before hoes, eh? Look yeah. at him. Got a few more. Good on you, Zahar. Not bad. Well done, mate. But Eblis, he's, you know, leader of the demons. He's not done yet. You wouldn't get that from me, Dad, just if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> you're done, bud. Oh. <laughs> you're toast. Watch out, Daddy-o. <laughs> See you at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> if an oracle, yeah. Oh. <laughs> if a bimbo oracle comes to me saying uh, what I want to hear, you're done, oh. mate. And thanks for listening as well, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> He won't listen. Uh, he loves he's it. Honest. He loves the show. Loves it. Uh, and so anyway, uh, Eblis, as I said, he's not done. Uh, and he says, uh, Fedosi quote, he goes, if you don't follow my advice, you are breaking your promise. You'll stay as a wretched subject and your father will stay as ruler. <laughs> and you're like, hang on a second. Breaking promises. He's putting that aid on him, man. Like, wow. First, first of all, Jeez. the only promise which the Hark made was that he wouldn't tell anybody what Eblis said. Uh, nothing else. And furthermore, what wretched But why subject... is he supposed to keep this promise? <laughs> yeah. Why is he supposed to keep this well, promise? Because he made it. He made the promise. But he's, he's talking about a promise uh, that wasn't even part of it. And like wretched subject, this kid has 10,000 horses in, with gold bri- bridles. He ain't no scrub. Like mm. he's, rolling, he's rolling pretty mm. well. He knows. Yeah. So like what type mm. of shit is Eblis spouting? The right shit, it seems. Uh, and because it's this changes the Hark's tune completely. And he's like, All right, friendly well wisher, uh, you got pretty fucking serious all, all of a sudden. Uh, I'll kill my dad. Uh, let me know how is the best way to accomplish this. And uh, Eblis is like, Don't worry, champ. I'll take care of everything. Uh, your head will rise in heaven <laughs> like the sun. And that's a good thing, by the way. So the Hark's like, Oh, yeah, good. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let that happen. Heaven uh, is good. And so the dark plan was set in motion and the scene for this despicable act was to be a fine orchard, which King Murdas owned. Uh, The king would go there in the early hours, like the early morning darkness, just before dawn to wash his head and body and make his his prayers. So he would go down with a servant, but the the servant for some reason would never bring a lamp. Uh, Supposedly they knew knew the, the trail off by heart. A lamp was no longer needed. So they're walking in darkness. Anyway, uh, that's going to ruin the mood, but Pat, well, we're having a lamp, you want to be you know, just a yeah, darkness before the dawn. Bit, bit of mystery, hands in the darkness. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. What? So he was leading off with this young servant in the dark every morning. Where's well, the key? What were they up to? Yeah. Right? yeah what were they doing? You better wash my yeah. body and pray, guys. <laughs> yeah, right, I man. Oh yeah, wash it good. Oh yeah. Oh, I've seen it. Oh, it's so like, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, a lot of sin and going on there, Pat. <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, Eblis dug a deep pit uh, and lay in wait for Murdas to come along to get his bath and prayer on. And the next morning, the old King Murdas made his so way along So what, they bathe the in a pit? No, like no, they no. just dig a hole and put water in it? <clears throat> no, no, no. I was no, say. no, okay. uh, no Eblis Sorry, dug, dug a pit that. on the trail 
which like along the trail which Murdas walked. Sorry, I thought you meant that's how he that's how he bathes. He digs a hole, puts water in it. I'm like, he's gonna be pretty dirty. Yeah, fucking long with that take as well. <laughs> Shit, it would be every morning just these holes are, and you just full of mud. <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's yesterday's. Oh, that's better. <laughs> yeah, um, that's better. Uh, and so the next morning, the old king Murdas made his way along the path, and not seeing the pit, so in he's the in darkness, a foxhole. Yeah, he's in a little <laughs> foxhole. It's a little bit yeah. bigger. Not seeing the pit in the darkness, yeah. he fell in and broke his back. Ending the good and generous king's oh. life. <laughs> Bit of a double. A broken back. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck him good. That'll do it. Uh, now, we don't know what happened to the servant either, unfortunately. Um, did he or she just, like, uh, fall in as well? I'm sure they probably got accused Before accused they of the murder and yeah, then killed. Yeah, strung up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were... They, the writing was on the wall they're for them. They're definitely done. <laughs> like, oh, shit. No one's going to believe me. And, I don't uh, believe. Yeah, either way, they're buggered. Uh, anyway, uh, with the good king murders dead... Uh, Eblis fills up the pit with soil and, uh, and, and went on his way. Uh, yeah, so Murdas is dead. He's, he's buried. Away he goes. Fedosi quote. This sounds exactly like a Midsummer's murder. Like <laughs> the bit. old British TV show, all these summer murders, like, you know, the old mate goes for a walk in his orchard and there's a hole <laughs> buried him in there. Just, yeah. Sounds like a great little tagline. Uh, and uh, Ferdosi quote, This noble king had taken pains to bring up his son in comfort. He rejoiced in him and given him wealth. But his evil offspring broke faith and uh, with him and became complicit in his father's murder. And you go, looks like Iblis did, or Eblis did all the work. Uh, plus, maybe don't super spoil mm. his son there, Murdas. But, you know, I suppose uh, Eblis was like, Hey, mate, obviously not as Eblis, but as a friendly well-wisher. He was like, mate, you should probably kill your king. I'll kill your dad and your king, uh, and you know I'll do it for you. And Eblis didn't. Oh, sorry, uh, Zahak didn't really like warn anybody, so he's complicit in that way. Anyway, doesn't really matter. With Murdas dead, Zahak takes the Arabian crown and is like, "Mate, if you thought I was a, <laughs> if you thought I was bad with riding them ten thousand horses all the time, <laughs> you ain't seen shit. Uh, I'm gonna you be- haven't seen bad yet. <laughs> I'm gonna be dispensing some mad punishments on my people. You're all fucked." <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, As they it. deserve it for being loyal. Thing. I'm going to punish you. Okay, yeah. cool. Thanks. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy That's the bad funny. times for the good. And uh, now some bad times coming their way. <laughs> Why? Yes, because. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and when Eblis saw the effectiveness of his own words, uh, he gave more advice to Zahak and promises uh, Zahak uh, that he will be king over all humans advice? and animals. <laughs> On Earth, if he follows his, if he follows Eblis's orders, and then Eblis fucks mm. off, only to return uh, to Zahak's palace sometime later. This time, uh, disguised as an intelligent, talkative man, intelligent, talkative man, and appeared humbly before the king. Mm. Here's some weird descriptions for disguises. <laughs> an intelligent. So he had the bimbo man. at the start. Now he's an intelligent man. Yep. English. He's English accent. That's what it means. But yeah, Bembridge scholar. Trick in this. Thanks to mummy. Yeah. There was no Bembridge Scholars, by the way. I found that out. I was like, there's no Bembridge uh, Scholars. I, I remember you talking about that when we did a rewatch of The Mummy. Oh, yeah. Like... yeah. Sadly, that, yeah. that rewatch will never be uh, aired because it just didn't work. Because <laughs> it's pure evil. It's like Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. We have to, we've hidden it away so we can't archives. get in contact with it. <laughs> uh, and so Eblis, uh, now described as an intelligent, talkative man, uh, humbly asks Zahak to accept him as his cook. And uh, and the king readily gives uh, this talkative newcomer the top job in the kitchen. Uh, How are these guys getting past? Are they not getting screamed? Well, the he's, king? Inte- like- he's intelligent and talkative. 
He just snuck past everybody. He's got some good All chat. the guards. Ebla's got yeah, some good wow. speed going. I need some of his skills. I know, right? <laughs> He's a good salesman, this guy. I know, shit. Just get in any room. Um, Old Don Draper. Yeah, because there wasn't... Room. But I suppose the, the, the thing that got him in there is there wasn't much in the way of uh, variety of cuisine in Zahak's court at this time. Uh, and so the king was looking to liven things up a little bit. Give his palate a bit of a, a, bit of a treat. We'll see what Eblis is cooking up right after this quick break. Welcome back. Yes, hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the break. And uh, yeah, Oof. yes, I would love to subscribe to Netflix and Disney and Stan, all those fabulous people we have sponsoring us now. Ooh, that would money. be great. Big money. That is. Yeah. Splash it around, Disney. You got plenty of it. Give all us that money. Star Wars money. Give us money. <laughs> uh, we'll do a Star Wars podcast. Just give us some. <laughs> uh, Star Wars mythology. And so to recap, uh, so we've discussed how the, the, the Persian world has been developing through its early kings. Uh, we see the earliest rulers being, you know, pretty good dudes, making innovations, battling demons, and progressively making things better for their people as a whole. Uh, Tamarez, the binder of demons, had a pretty good run uh, at generally bitch-slapping the demon community, but also was able to squeeze from them the knowledge of reading and writing. Uh, his son, Jamshid, uh, eclipses his father, becoming the kingdom's greatest ruler for some 700-odd years. Uh, that is until he gets a little bit too full of himself and starts talking shit, uh, thus losing his far uh, in the process, <laughs> dooming his people, or his rule, sorry, dooming his rule to a downward run. Oh, and his people as well, but we'll see about that later. Uh, at the same time uh, as this, in the land of the Arabs uh, to the south, the King Murdas uh, was a pretty great ruler and bloke that has a son who he dotes on uh, probably a little bit too much. Uh, the son, Zahak, has, is predispositioned towards evil, but is also rolling with 10,000 gold bridled horses. Uh, that'll ke- help him keep a level head. Predisposition to evil. It's just too good. <laughs> taking that from the original text as well. I'm like, shit. Uh, it's just the psychoanalysis. Uh, he has a predisposition to evil. Well, watch out for that kid. He's got a predisposition towards evil. It's going to be tainted. Uh, I think it's a predestination. God. Uh, The demon Eblis rocks up in disguise and convinces Sahak to kill his father, Murdas, and take the throne. Uh, In the end, uh, Eblis literally does all the work by himself, uh, killing Murdas and allowing Sahak to take the throne uh, to be a douche to his people. Uh, Eblis is happily surprised at just how much of a dick Zahak is to his people that he decides to go on a little bit further. Uh, and- I didn't know you were going to be this bad. That's great. That's <laughs> wonderful. You just keep paying off. Uh, and Eblis re- he didn't returns- take much pushing. No, he didn't. Uh, and Eblis right. returns yeah. to Zahak in the disguise of a, what did I say it was, a intelligent, talkative man uh, and gets the job as being Zahak's head chef. Got a couple of those here, eh? Yeah, all right on. Intelligent, talkative man. That's us. Zing, zing. Uh, <laughs> all caught up? Right, let's jump back in. Anyways, Eblis makes a ton of dishes with meat, uh, which wasn't enjoyed that much in the land prior to this, and Zahak enjoys them immensely. Ooh, lovely. Feeding on the blood to build up his valour as if he was a lion. That's a little quote from there. So, like, 
Yeah. It's like mm. he's, he's he's eating well and he's eating the meat. <laughs> Is that when so when you get caught just gorging food, you'd be like, Oh, I'm just you know, just trying to eat like a lion. <laughs> I'm not a fat mess. I'm just trying to build up my valor. Yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> Your fourth Big Mac, Jeff. Right. Check, check me pulse. My valor's a little low. <laughs> Give me that rib witch. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. I'll have, I'll have, yeah, I'll have another 24 bag of nuggets, thanks. That'd be great for my valor. 24 for 10 bucks. That's some good valor right there. Yeah. <laughs> Family valor pack. <laughs> some economical valor right there. Getting my valor up and not breaking the bank either. Uh, win-win. Mm. Uh, and so, for, for day after day, the cook prepares delicious food for the king, who gives him praise and small rewards for his efforts, all the while becoming more and more influenced by Eblis. Uh, <clears throat> some of the meals, I've got to admit, are pretty uh, sound pretty tasty. And I know I probably would have definitely chowed down like there was no tomorrow. Like Things like white pheasant meat, chicken and lamb kebabs, uh, and a dish Not of so meal much. cooked in, with saffron, rose water, and aged vine, uh, wine. So like really oh. ball, baller dishes uh, for the king, who's never, really, uh, who's never really enjoyed any of these sorts of cuisines before. So he's like, holy shit. Uh, this is great. Jesus Christ. And he pretty much says exactly that. Because uh, the king, when he finishes that amazing veal dish I spoke of, he goes, Cook, that was bloody amazing. Uh, you are well-meaning. This is a quote, by the way. You are well-meaning because you made me tasty food. Uh, consider what it is that you desire and ask me of it. So interesting mentality to grant grant any boon uh, to someone uh, for a series of great meals. Um Mate, if someone gave me zucchini balls for the first time, I'm probably doing anything they want to. <laughs> zucchini balls? Jesus, what are these things? <laughs> you can have anything you want, Jim. I will grant anything. Mm. And anyway, this is what Zahax uh, has said, and he's sticking by it. Anything the cook wants, uh, it's him. But the cook simply replies. <laughs> Here's a Fedosi quote. May you live forever, your majesty. My heart is filled with love for you. And my soul is nourished only by your glances. I have one request uh, to ask of the victorious king. What a brown nose. <laughs> even, though I'm, yeah, hang on, even though I'm quite unworthy of it. Uh, and this is... Um, <laughs> and this Here is it that... Here it hang on. And this is that he will command me, as in Zahak will command me, to kiss his shoulders and rub my eyes and face there. End quote. <laughs> This now, is now, now, now. Yep. This show has covered some pretty strange doings so far. Uh, <laughs> That's just the oddest. That's going to be the, one of the strangest requests I've heard of. Because it's not it's not that much, but it's just weird. It's, it's weird. Like, I want to rub my nose, my eyes on your shoulders. My eyes what? and my face on your shoulder after kissing it. <laughs> After kissing it. Yeah, after that's, kissing it. That's, yeah. Still, what's the order doesn't matter. It's still weird. It's still weird. Whichever way you play it. The shoulder? Why the shoulder? Think, well, <laughs> yeah, some sources claim it's like a reflection of someone being subservient to them in some Near Eastern cultures, but the eye and face thing, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> we don't have the resources yet in yeah. this season. I know, right? Come on, Netflix. Get some sponsors. Yeah, uh, but uh, as weird as weird as fuck as that request is, uh, Zahak responds, "I grant your request. Uh, may your name be honoured, just like that. Like he's happy. Like it could have been worse, but because oh, he said anything. Worse. And then he said that, like it's 
it's odd, but you're going, I've pretty much got out of that all right. But still, that's curveball. weird. Why did he ask for that? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he I, asking s- that? I swear, like, Zahak's been like that guy who's, like, gone to tip, like, 100 bucks at the end of a meal. Mate, that meal was amazing. Here's 100 bucks, and then mm. your card declines. You're like, oh, shit. Got, <laughs> got out of that tip all right. Maybe that's yeah. good. Yep. Uh, <laughs> See, guys, we need sponsors. See? We money. can't even tip hundreds of dollars. Jesus. All right? Times are tough, everyone. <laughs> Uber, uh, our Uber living is in danger, guys. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Zahak proceeds to allow the demon cook to kiss his shoulders as if they were bosom friends. Like, get right in there, buddy. Like, make your presence felt. As if they were bosoms. <laughs> <laughs> A motorboat, the king. Yeah. Oh. God. <laughs> his big broad shoulders. Tasty. Oh god! Uh, and the cook, the cook kisses both of Zahak's shoulders, uh, and all the iron face mushing stuff as well, and then disappears. Bye. Uh, a wonder which no man had seen in all the world. So that's a trick. You gotta just kiss shoulder, rub your head, you disappear. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, no place like home. Anyway, Zahak is he's a little taken aback at the sudden disappearance of the tasty time cook. <laughs> That was weird. But yeah, yeah. He's probably like, I'm glad that guy's gone. Fuck. My shoulders are still sticky. Um, but he's pretty chill afterwards. I bet you I bet you kept that to himself. <laughs> Where did uh, what's his face go? Well he ki- oh actually no, he just left. <laughs> I had stuff to that way. Yeah. He didn't kiss my back and rub my shoulders or sort anything. Of I have to go now. My planet needs me. <laughs> <laughs> Bucci, couple of Simpsons references, eh? Look at that, Disney. Disney, give us money. There we go. Season two, we're hunting. (laughs) Hunting. (laughs) Hunting for sponsors. Uh, yeah, um, so Zahak's Trying to sell pretty, out big dog. Yeah, so Zahak's pretty chill um, until he notices that something isn't quite right. You see, where the f- far too familiar cook mashed his face all over the king, there appears to be a growth. Or actually two growths, to be precise. Oh, no. From Zahak's shoulders sprouts two black serpents. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, like black Nothing snakes. Healthy. Yeah. Yeah, no, wow. Let that be a warning against letting randos rub their face up against your shoulders, boys and girls. And that was a little history podcast public service announcement. Imagine going to the clinic with that. Uh, I've got these serpents on my back. <laughs> Some dude rubbed me. I guess, oh, how'd they get there? Like, oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> still still embarrassed to tell, talk about the cook. He's like, I don't know how they got there. <laughs> Jesus, oh, God. <laughs> It's a witch. <laughs> Serpents, eh? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so understandably... Are they just biting his face? Well, it's hard to say. <laughs> un- understandably, Zahak is freaking out. Uh, he does the first, and you know, the first rational thing, uh, and he grabs a knife, uh, severing the snakes from his body. And it cuts them right off. Nice. Oh, it doesn't hide you, does it? It's exactly that. Uh, though, as he does, as in cut the snakes off, they simply grow back. So like the head of a hydra. Get out. Well done. Does it multiply or just one? No, just one. Just one. Single hydra. Well, that's not a hydra, is it, Pat? Okay, it's a wonder. Shit. (laughs) Wonder. (laughs) It's a wonder, all right. (laughs) Uh, And so, you know, with these regrowing snakes, uh, Zahak's pretty stirred up about this, uh, and he summons all of his physicians (laughs) and learned mates around. Is he rattled? There you go. Stop it. <laughs> oh, he man. is rattled, but <laughs> that's that's the first official. 
<laughs> you took great pleasure in that one. <laughs> God. Oh, oh, mate, you set it up right down the middle. <laughs> Ooh. All right, and he uh, he gets he gets all these physicians done, <laughs> and all these learned mates to come and come around and try to find out a solution. And so it all, well, they all put their heads together, but are unable to come up with a remedy. I reckon they still can't get past how it happened. Sorry, he <laughs> what? He kissed his shoulder and what? He rubbed his face? What? <laughs> rubbed his eyes all over you? Why? Why? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> and it's at this time that everybody's favourite shape-shifting demon, Eblis, Eblis, pops into the meeting. Hey, uh, Eblis. This time disguised as a wise doctor. Ah. And, uh... So Hark's like, mate, I haven't seen you before, but this is pretty fucked up. Uh, can you offer any help to me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be fair, this is probably prime time. He's like, oh, we'll take anyone's advice. <laughs> Get these exactly. fucking things off me. Where's that gypsy woman? I'll tell you, she can tell me to do some stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And Eblis... What, chicken blood? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Eblis, now the wise doctor, uh, says, here's a Fedosi quote, uh, these growths were fated to appear. Leave the snakes where they are. They should not be cut back. Uh, You must prepare food for them and placate them by feeding them. This is the only thing that you can do. Give them nothing but human brains to eat and they should die from such food. End quote. So Human brains. (laughs) Yep. Bit morbid. Bit of a morbid turn. Uh, apparently human brains are the only thing that's going to uh, kill these snakes. Or not even that. Not even, did you hear what they said? He goes, or, and should die. Not they will die yeah. from eating human brains. That's a pretty big leap. He's not even certain. So I'm assuming that the brains will poison them in some way and they'll die. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the, the But they have an instinct humans. to eat. So couldn't you just cover their heads so they couldn't eat and they'd just eventually die? Yeah, there's a few ways out of this dilemma. But... Yeah, I was- <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm the only way, guys. I'm not. I'm just one of the doctors there. Yep. <laughs> just some advice. I wouldn't be going for that one first off. Maybe take that fourth. Do some brainstorming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait. Hey. Oh, that's there it wow. is. That's, that's not even. It's loose. That's loose. Anyway, uh, so strange thing to suggest. Uh, <laughs> the whole snakes eating brains and all that. But uh, our author, Fedosi, he makes it clear that this is Eblis's plan so that he can make the world empty of humankind. So you go, all right, that's pretty evil. <laughs> how many humans, is, how many brains these snakes got to eat to get rid of everyone? <laughs> exactly. It's pretty evil, pretty characteristic of demons. Being like, oh, I want to get rid of all the humans. Uh, pretty characteris- characteristic of demons throughout most stories of a little history that we've covered. Like, mm. how is this Eblis's main plan? Like, like you said, Matt. Is this a master plan? How long would it take to empty the world of humans by feeding two shoulder-based snakes their brains? It's still, uh, what's his face's decision as well to go, okay, we've killed a billion humans and they still haven't died. Probably going to go further with this. It's like, wouldn't you stop after about two? Oh, no, that's pretty insane. Yeah. Oh, that's not the best plan, is it? Anyway, needless to say that Zahak's in a bit of a pickle. And uh, I think we all know where this path is going to lead down. So Eblis is like a Bond villain from the 70s. He's just got an outrageous plan to take over the world or destroy humankind. It's like, oh, God, okay, mate. Righto, mate. We're doing this now? Okay, we're doing this. Roger Moore in the background. (laughs) Just making a sexual innuendo at him. Physically assaulting his Bond girl. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's hot. You're like, no, no. With his snake. With his snake. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, we'll leave Zahak there for for a little bit and uh, return north. To the kingdom of Persia. 
Persia. Oh, we are bouncing all over the yeah, place. Where the king Jamshid. Jamshid. Jamshid's got his hands full as well. Uh, nothing snake related. Jam packed. Hey, nothing jam. He's in a bit of a jam. Uh, nothing snake related. Uh, but his people aren't happy. Uh, and the effects of Jamshid losing his far for talking shit earlier, they're now becoming felt. And uh, this prideful mm. behaviour from the king uh, led, basically led into some acts of evil and foolishness. Uh, our author, Fedosi, doesn't quite go into the what the acts were, like the details of what he did, but they're enough to have like petty kings and armies rise up on all sides, multiple claimants of the throne pop up, and there's pretty much like no love for Jamshid. Everyone's like, fuck Jamshid, get him out. See you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, like, far's important. Far's important. Uh, so right. a, a group of these Persians get together and they start talking about a terrifying king with snakes on him who rules in the lands of the Arabs. <laughs> and they conclude that he should be put forward as the new king of Persia. <laughs> he sounds great. Yeah. He's got snakes on his back. Sound Ooh. reasoning there, lads. Uh, <laughs> how's the bloke with snakes on him that eats human brains? <laughs> the best option for your royal mm. payment. Mm. Like. Times must be tough in Persia. Obviously, already had their brains eaten, haven't they? Right? <laughs> thoughts like that. Zing. <laughs> Zing's about. So anyway, uh, they all agree that the Abomination King's Ark should be sent for and offered the top job in Persia. And uh, horsemen are dispatched. Who all agrees? He's <laughs> running this people. He's all like these, re- these rebel uh, lords and nobles in Persia who hate Jamshid because he's father. Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll take the dude with snakes on his back. Yeah, he's the best option. And so he's an asshole too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this arse. He's a bigger asshole. More room for us to wiggle around in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the horsemen are dispatched and ride on swift hooves to beseech the serpentine king Zahak to come and rule over them. And Zahak's like, "Of course I'll do that, guys. Uh, I'm sure it won't take long for you guys to regret this decision. <laughs> Let's get to it." <laughs> Sounds more brains tasty. Yeah. yeah. And so with that, Zahak, here's a little Fedosi quote, as quickly as the wind blows, end quote, came to Persia, gathering his va- or gathering a vast army from the provinces and attacked Jamshid in his palace. Uh, but seeing how the fortune ha- or how fortune had utterly deserted him, uh, Jamshid's like, wow, my people do not like me. Uh, they'd rather have a crazy evil dude with snakes on him to- as their king instead of me. Uh, better fuck off for a bit. And so Jamshid flees Persia. Uh, at least he saw the writing on the wall. Got well, out eventually. There. Clever boy. At the 11th hour, yeah. he's like, oh, I don't yeah. think people like me very much. Idiot. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> yeah. but Jamshid, he flees Persia and goes into exile. And for a hundred years, Jamshid stays in hiding, lamenting his poor fortunes. Now, during that hundred years, uh, Zahak... That's a long time to lament. Long lamentation, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's yeah. feeling sorry for yourself. That's, yeah. Wow. And so during that hundred years of self-imposed, or not self-imposed, just exile, <laughs> sure he was going to die or mm. not, uh, Zahak ruled over Persia and the land of the Arabs. And he was still looking for Jamshid so he could do away with him. Uh, and it was after this hundred years that the exile... Uh, so this hundred years of exile that Jamshid is finally found on the shores of the Sea of China. China. So pretty far oh. away. Um, and Singtails, so, right? Sponsored by Singtails. Sorry, I'm drinking Singtails, guys. That's, right. you know. That's good. 
Sintel, sponsor. <laughs> sponsor. Sintel, give us money. Um, yep. So he's made it He's made it far, uh, pretty far now, but now the farless former ruler has been found and brought into the possession of Zahak. And what do you reckon uh, Zahak uh, does with Jamshid? I reckon he's not going to be particularly nice to him and he's going to have his brains eaten by a snake. Close. Well, he acts like someone who, who has a predisposition towards evil. <laughs> and he takes Jamshid <laughs> and before the former king can even plead his case, has him sawn in two. Oh, like that's out r- of character. Right down the middle. Sawn in two. Fuck. It's oh. pretty rough. <laughs> pretty Which rough. way? From the waist or up the middle? It doesn't the say. Old, I want to say that old way. I want to say it's up, up from the top to bottom. There is a movie, Pat, called um, Bone Tomahawk. I saw that. With Kurt Russell. Yes. And it's a Western zombie horror thing. And yeah, they are. Uh, I recommend you watching it, guys. I know the scene you're speaking of when they're in the cave. And yeah, like, they, they oh. cut up. They cut up from the groin, from the male's groin, up the middle. That's yeah. the way it's going. And, and it's just like, <laughs> You see it. I, I can't. What's the actor's name? Actor's name in that? Who gets the chopper That's chop? in it. Uh, who gets the chop? I'm not sure. It's not Patty Wilson. Well, actually, the actor's name is Evan Johninkate. I think that's how it's pronounced. I've seen him in a few things. Um, I don't know, but you should go and watch. It's quite good, guys. It's on Stan on Netflix. Yeah. And I watched it. I didn't know... Did not know yet. Didn't know the premise going in, and it's no. uh, it's a good watch. I thought when I saw it looks like it, a simple I... western, and then it just turns. <laughs> it just turns. I completely agree. It's probably less zombie and more like uh, like really fucked um, uh, Native American or you know First Nations American tribes who have had very little contact with the white man and are like really shamanistic. For lack Animal, of a yeah, word. it's weird. It's um, yeah, I, I can't recommend that movie higher or more because it's fucking it's good. Sick. It's fucking sick. I remember I saw the uh, the the ratings. It was like, oh, it's got some strong violence and gore. I'm like, oh, there'll probably be like some scalpings or something like that because you got Native Americans. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, <nah. laughs> Hello. This is real confronting. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And you're like, oh, is it going to stop? Yeah. Nah, nah, that's, that's going to show us all. Okay, that's that's everything. Switch okay. scenes? Okay. Oh, just for a bit. And then we'll switch back so, and yeah. watch the rest of it. Yep. You're like, oh, fuck. But, hey, Jesus. Anything with Kurt Russell would be in, he's good at it. So that's pretty anything, good. Yeah. That's Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's all over. Pretty bad. Bone Tomahawk. And that's a little history podcast recommendation. There we go, sponsors. Sponsors from those producers. Yeah. So, uh, so there goes. Yeah. So Jam Getting Shid, cut in half. Let's say he gets cut in half that way as well. Yeah, yeah. So Jam Shid's been bone tomahawked by uh, by Zahak. <laughs> uh, right down the middle. Is, a bit of bone tomahawk. Yeah. And the world Ooh. is filled with terror over the treatment of Jam Shid by the snake-fused Dick King. Uh, Jamshid had ruled over, uh, ruled for seven hundred odd years, uh, but was undone by talking shit and losing his far. Uh, anyway, you know, out with the old and in with the new, as they say. Uh, with Jamshid, uh, definitely dead. No, 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 coming back for this guy. Uh, there can be no question. Oh, three heads is better than one. Mate, they, they, <laughs> there can be no question as to who is the ultimate ruler in the lands. It's the Hawk. The Hawk and his snake buds. And he rules over the lands for a thousand years. Oh, that's a thousand years of easy living, that is. Uh, so fun times. Thousand. Ahead. Yep. Fun times ahead for the Arab and Persian peoples, I'm sure. Fun times. So that's seven years, 700 years of goodness of, you know, everyone going pretty well, everyone's growing, and then a thousand years of this guy. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. And we'll hear all about those thousand years. 
Oh. In part two of Zahak the Son Demon of a King. It's <laughs> supposed to ease me into this. <laughs> nice little breezy one to start off. Couldn't be a part of two part of the start season. What is this? I'm too busy to be doing this. But all right. Obviously, drinking at 3.30 in a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, we've got to fight. Got a full plate, bud. Wow. Yeah. So, so there's more to happen. There's more to happen. More to happen in this story. Is there going to be more animals on people's backs, or? Well, I guess you'll have to you'll have to have to wait patiently, listener. I guess. Wow. Oh God. Wowza. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. Um, <laughs> pretty fun. So we'll get into that in uh, in part oh. two. Well, 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 eh? A lot of fun there. Well, that had it all. Well, demons. You had the demons back and the shapeshifters. Shapeshifters are always fun in these stories. Eblis, yep. They do fool people. It's got good disguises as well. We might have a few shapeshifters these days, though. Mm. They would be up to trouble. That'd be good. Well, that story, yes, I don't know where it's going to go, Pat. He's going to have to get some comeuppance. We'll surely. have to wait. It's, it's, it's gone pretty wacky so far, um, truth be told. It has been wacky. <laughs> it's wacky wheels over here. He's going to get better. Uh, they've got to get better in this thousand years. <laughs> Uh, but we shall see. It's a long we shall time to wait out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but, uh, big everything. thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, and welcoming back season two of a little history podcast. And don't forget, if you haven't already, to smash that like or follow button, give us a rating uh, to push them up, push us up them listings. We need that. And uh, please make sure to tell your friends, tell your family about us, because believe it or not, word of mouth is still such an important uh, mechanism for getting us out there. Uh, tell us, tell your enemies as well. Fuck them. Let them know that you're you've got the wood over them because you've listened to a little history podcast. That'll work better. <laughs> Force someone to listen to this. That'll get them. Yeah. <laughs> At the very least, uh, you'll feel great. And you know, it maybe it maybe could mend some bridges between your yourselves as well. You know, we don't all need to be enemies. <laughs> Just the ones who don't listen to a little history. <laughs> Diplomat pad over here. Yep. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's get this thing rolling. You know, help us help us quit our day jobs so we can uh, be doing nothing but yeah. doing on Tuesday afternoons all day long. <laughs> now you're judging me, Pat. Anyway, now I feel judged. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, one, one, one final. You got one final plug for them, Kanga cuffs, Matt? Oh, yeah. Just wow. Buy them in multiples. That's what the plug is. Uh, I'm doing you a favour by telling you. Nice. So, www.kencuffs.com. Watch yeah. out. Go get Let it, me kids. quit my job yeah. and I can just sell those <laughs> and then do this podcast for a minimal fee. Beautiful. All right. Thanks again for jumping on board, everybody. And we'll catch you uh, next time on A Little History. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Little History. To get in touch, feel free to get us on Facebook, Instagram, or hit us up on the Gmail at littlehistorypodcast.gmail.com. We'll catch you next time for a little history. Cheers.